there's a comedian, right, called Norm MacDonald. Yeah. And he has this joke where he talks about Alcoholics Anonymous. It's like, you're not really anonymous. Like, you come to a group of people all, yeah. and you can see each other's face and you say, hey, I'm, I'm uh, Andrew W. Like, you never use the whole last name. And he says, like, that's sort of anonymous, but, like, they could probably look you up and sort of figure out who you are. It's yeah. like... <laughs> And you're there to talk about your troubles and stuff anonymously. It's like I, I took the, the 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 dollar the dollar coins out of my kid's swear jar to pay for alcohol. And, but yeah. my name's Andrew W. So yeah. I'm, you know, I'm anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. Yeah, I think I, I think you showed me that on the other day. Actually, I've been Norman Donald. He's a Canadian comedian. He's fucking funny. Yeah. I um. Explain to me what we were saying before about Christianity and Catholicism. So there's like I don't know, I don't know what the difference is. Like the, well, aren't you born into one? Like Catholicism, you get because uh, I was christened. Yeah, is it christening or baptizing. What's well, the difference? Christening is babies, I thought. But like they drop, you get they baptized, drop water they put, yeah, or they dip your head in a bot in like a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Duncan Bacon's <laughs> It's like, do you... Because that, that's something that I'd like to ask you about, I guess, is the different... But, like, Christianity is the... the you, So, like, Catholicism, you believe this and you worship so-and-so. But Christianity is different people to worship, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not very familiar with... But Christianity is like the, you know, you worship the Holy Trinity. And I think probably the same in Catholicism. We say, like, we would say in church, like, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Do you guys do that? No. <laughs> um, I, th- I don't know. I've, I've never really seen how, we do. how it works, just except, like, on TV. Yeah. So... Couldn't tell you the differences, but I can tell you what Christianity's like. It's um, you believe that that Jesus died for the sins of everyone in the world. Okay. So everyone sins, and um, you, you're born a sinner because of Adam and Eve having the apple. It's not because they had the apple; it's they went against God's will. <coughs> and that's by that was so. The first sin that humans did was Eve having the apple from the snake. Is that the... Yeah, yeah, taking it from the tree. Yeah, so they disobeyed God, essentially, is what the gist of it was. And, um, yeah, since then, everything's been pretty messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so you you believe that that God sent himself as a... Sent his son as a human baby, grew up, did a lot of cool stuff, you know, healed, healed the blind, the lame, and all that. Did all the he did t- it, what is it? He turned water into wine, right? Yeah, I Fair mean that's the one you're most interested in, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck wine, dude. <laughs> you like wine more oh, than I do. It's really good with um, spaghetti, spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Um, 
Yeah, and then he, he died. And there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of uh, representation stuff. So, like, there's a lot of three days later he rose again, like, and all that sort of stuff. Probably deeper, has deeper meanings than what I could tell you, but I think there's a lot of that sort of thing. Yeah, and, um, yeah I, I don't know the differences, though. I think they in Catholicism they mary mother mary yeah i remember we say there would be a saying where they'd say like every sunday you would say hail mary yeah like hail mary full of grace forgive us our sins blah blah blah, blah, blah. yeah um and we would do communion as well yeah like we yeah, go up and drink the wine and have the like, like wafer biscuit thing yeah, yeah. as it, like this is the body of christ and it's some cheapo fucking <laughs> Some jazz biscuits. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we didn't even get jazz biscuits. Oh, ours, not even was, ours was like, you know, the really shitty home brand ice cream cones you buy. Yeah, yeah. It was that that like uh, a waffle cone. Yeah, it was that sort of uh, texture. Like it was that <laughs> yeah. thing, but it was flat and in little circles. It's got a name for and it. And they give you like half of one. Yeah. That tasted like shit, dude. Like, it was dry and... Cr- like. It and was they like, had actual wine, right? It was really watered down, though. Yeah. I've never had the wine, bit. actually. Oh, I've okay. never tasted it. Because, like, when you were... I don't know. When you were... You do, like, kids' like. community... You do kids' thing. Uh, it was, like, junior studies. And so every Sunday, the, the bulk of the church session or ceremony or whatever church service you would get taken out by like a an, an older teenager and a parent and they'd read books they'd read a kid's version of the story to you mm. so you wouldn't pull your hair out like i remember being like eight or nine and hating church like i just thought it was rubbish but um we would do like a 20 30 minute thing of just all the kids mm. and you'd be like oh let's talk about you know mm. what message is in this Bible story and whatever, and then you come back do the biscuit bit if you had your communion because only after a certain age were you allowed to have communion. Like eight year olds couldn't yeah. do communion. I think it was like nine or ten, something mm. like that. But yeah, so it's in in Christianity. It's like you um, when you say I believe that Jesus died for my sins and. Excuse me. That he um yeah that he died for my sins. Then you take communion because it's a representation of that he died for you and that you're remembering him. Because he said, "Do this until I until I return to the Bible." So it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> been a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean. My father-in-law, he reckons that, you know, um, Revelation, that's the last book in the Bible. He thinks that we're heading into that now. And which one's Revelations? Is that like the, the apocalypse and stuff? Yeah, that's the apocalypse. Um, so how many books are there? I think it's 66. So the Bible. The Bible yeah. the, and is the, bi- the Bible you buy? Yeah, it's got 66 books in it. Okay. So, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John... I don't really know all of them off by heart. Cassandra. We're supposed to know them off by heart. 66 names. 
Yeah, I, I knew kids that would learn them, like they were like eight, and learn them all off by heart. And they're a gold star. Yeah, mine never did it. Yeah. Um, but that's the New Testaments, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the that's the gospel. That's what um, they tell the life of Jesus in those right. those four. And so, Revelations <laughs> is the last book of the Bible. So you got Genesis is first, Revelations is last, and it's just saying. I can't remember who wrote it. They had a they had a vision of the end of the world and how um, you know Christ, people who are Christian are going to ascend essentially and not have to deal with the I think the, there's something like thousand years of crap on earth. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really familiar with it. It's like hell. But he, but my father-in-law, he thinks that we're heading into that time where, um, where because of certain events in Revelation line up with events now and different things like that. He's Mm. and I, I don't know how um, true or. sort of a bit like yeah he could be right he might not be yeah it's not good to predict that sort of thing i don't think what what's the end the end of revelation say that is going to happen um like what is the prediction is that that like fire and brimstone sort of thing well for yeah for non-believers it's like they get cast into the lake of fire and um but there's like a second chance. So when when they when Christians return to heaven and there's years of torment on earth and you know all uh, actually I, I don't even I think there's like a peace or something that kind of like a false peace or something anyway. But people who are left who didn't believe have the um, they have to if they believe that Jesus is real now then they get marked by the devil and have their head cut off and all that and sort of the, thing. that's the people who didn't believe. That are still on earth, you know. Right. If we had a Bible, it'd be easier to... <laughs> you could yeah, read it. Reference, <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't actually you read you Revelation. You just skip to chapter 8, page 12, <laughs> paragraph 2. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read it, so I don't really... I've just sort of got a bit of an overview right. in what it does. Probably a good idea to read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Some people are really good and they look like good and they read it all. And I remember one of our mates at school um, read through it all and he's just gone, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, fair enough, if that's what you think. Because um, there, there's a lot of supposed uh, inconsistencies in the Bible, but I, I don't know of them. Um, and... Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what they are. So. I I remember talking to someone, might have been dad, about like when you have um people will talk about like the Bible having a lot of the 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 teachings of like I guess how it reflects on our more our rules and morals. Mm-hmm. A lot of it I 
is a lot of it is in the Bible. And like, as someone who doesn't really know what I believe in, like I was brought up Catholic, like, you know, but I wasn't exactly like invested in it or believed in it. It was just sort of something my mum was really passionate about going to. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it's sort of a connection to their own family if they were believe if they believed in something like that. So like if that was their their religion, they sort of want to connect to that. But yeah, it's hard to know whether we we as like as people we believe what's right and wrong just as we're born, or is it because of a religion help teach us that to inform? Do you know what I'm or saying? Or like, society, yeah. Whether society just figured it out on its own. Or if the Bible, because like most of our laws in the country are the same, are on the same line or are based on that. And like, I wonder if they're based on it or if it's just a, do you know what I'm saying? Like whether we would have, whether I wonder whether we needed religion to at least help us form the basis for what we have in society now or whether we would have been at the same point without it. Mm. Yeah. See, I wonder, because, um, you know, like, you've sort of got... If, if you think about the law, you know, don't you can't murder someone, right, yeah. for example. That's based on, like, empathy or, sorry, sympathy towards someone. Like, you wouldn't want to get murdered yourself, so we should make a law that says no one can murder anyone. And you sort of... You know that you don't want to get murdered because it hurts, right? You know, you don't want to die because you've got life to live. So with that that in mind, you'd think, yeah, you'd probably come up with those things eventually anyway, without yeah. God, you know, with or without God. So, mm. um, yeah, when you say, would you come up with the laws, you know, with religion or without it? Mm. I think, we, I don't think we inherently know some things, but I think, you know, well, I, I mean, when I, I remember when I was a kid, like, I thought my father, I, 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 he's never killed anyone, but I, I thought, oh, you know, everyone's been to war. Like, that was, you know, like, watching movies and things, I thought everyone's dad's been to war, like, that, because that was the past and we're living now. And I was like, yeah, so, yeah, dad's killed someone. Like, it was just, it was a stupid thing to think, but it was just an assumption I had. So, like, I don't know if you'd inherently know not to kill someone, but... I think once society comes together and people start talking and like, oh, well, I don't want to die, me either, so let's make a law about it. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know. Um, I guess if you believe the Bible, then, or, you know, then the law comes from that. So, yeah. I think, because um, that's the other thing is like a lot of, I remember, <clears throat> do you remember there was a movie, this is a bit of a weird segue, but like, the life, was it The Life of Pi? Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. The one about the guy on the boat mm. with the tiger? Yeah, and he's a, yeah, there's a cap, sea captain or something, or a, a sailor or something on there as well. Yeah. I think in the early part of it, yeah. yeah. And he dies. And he dies. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the movie came out like 10 years ago. So fucking watch it. Interesting movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. And like, I think that was probably the first time it made me really consider religion in a different <clears> way where like, I don't, I think up to that point, I thought a lot of religion was horseshit and just sort of was quite like, 
just a bit flippant, I guess, mm. of like, nah, all religion's stupid. Mm. And there's no reason for religion and stuff. But like, in that movie, uh, he's getting interviewed to tell his story about how being shipwrecked or whatever. And he says to this guy, because the guy says to him, you know, um, it says that you're a Christian and a Muslim and a Hindu or something like that. Like, he's, yeah. he's a few different religions that he <coughs> identifies with. And he says that God comes to us in many ways. Mm. And there, this is sort of, it's not word for word what he said, but, like, the, the idea of it is that God comes to us all in very different ways. And um, his... They're just different interpretations of the same guy or the mm. same thing. Yeah. And, like, it's just humans from different parts of the world with different backgrounds and different belief systems and stuff sort of forming their own version of it. Mm. And, like, there's a lot of parallels <coughs> between the religions of that one archetype, like, one of that figure. One of my favourite... Um interesting things is the story of Tiddalik, the Aboriginal story of Tiddalik and... The frog, right? Yeah. yeah. And Noah's Ark and, like, how there was the rainbow serpent and everything in, in Tiddalik. Like, he, there was a big flood. Like, he kept drinking the water and then he flooded the plane or whatever. And then the rainbow serpent. I thought that was interesting. It's an interesting parallel with yeah. Noah's Ark. Right. Where there's the rainbow at the end of the... <coughs> At the end of the story, because God says, um, I'll never flood the earth like I have here. And this is a sign to show that, I'm, that you know, that's never going to happen again. So. And what's the sign? The rainbow, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Because the rainbow serpent, is that the story about... I the... think it's Tillic. Or... Maybe, I don't remember. Anyway, I just remember but there's, there's a rainbow serpent story. In, maybe in, it was Tillich floods the thing and then yeah. the rainbow serpent like carves out. Carves out the land. But the figures, mean, though, the like figures the and the and symbols and, yeah, and everything, yeah. it's like, I think that these stories at least have to... And something that a lot of historians say is myth is always based in truth or legend or whatever. One of them is always based. Mm. There's always something there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what that um what I was talking to you about uh, earlier with um the hero's journey mm. and how all myth and legend and religious it all comes from figures, somewhere. it all follows a similar brand, like a similar cycle yeah. of how the story of it runs, like <clears throat> Jesus' story or whoever's story, and it's always in a way that we can like connect with mm. and draw parallels to our own life because like Jesus had temptations and Jesus had like mm. he, he messed up along the way and he learnt things you know what I mean like I'm not sure I sort of just talked out of my ass <laughs> I, don't know, I can't remember what Jesus he had did, temptations but, but that's yeah. that's actually that's interesting you say that because that's one of the things probably that sets Jesus's story and a lot of people whether they're Christian or not respect Jesus and, and say, yeah, he was a real dude and he did really cool things. Like, whether or not you believe in the miracles or anything. Um, because he was, if nothing else, he was a really good, um, <clears throat> like, a good teacher, taught good mor morals and all the stories he had. Um, and I think that's a thing that sets him apart from a lot of other characters that we, that people have is... Um, he didn't, he supposedly didn't sin. He didn't mess up. 
and he followed the, he followed his plan all the way through. Right. Um, he did the night as the night before he got crucified. He um, he was praying in the garden of some place. Mm. I can't remember what it's called. And he um, he was saying like God don't don't make me do this. I don't want to die. I don't want to have to go through with this. Like tears running down his face and everything. So it grounds him as a human, and he had that human side. But um, yeah, he's he's set apart from all these other stories where you say you've got the hero's journey um, because he followed everything through to the end and. Yeah, he's like he's, he's a different character to other stories. So, right. Yeah. So so maybe he didn't like he had he maybe didn't have the trials and tribulations. He had the trials, but it's like he didn't mess up. He, he, he had temptations, but he didn't fuck up. Yeah, he didn't right. fail. Well, supposedly I, right. I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. But that's something that I that I believe is like he didn't he didn't fail, or um, and I think that's why there is a lot of. Uh, there's there's obviously Christianity and I you know whether or not Christians are right, they're following someone that lived that long that long ago who supposedly lived a perfect life yeah. of you know not sinning sinning and um for the time in the in the time he lived that you know looking at the poor and the and you know prostitutes and hanging out with those people was frowned upon. It's probably still still frowned upon, you know? To a point, yeah. But he would he would surround himself with these people because he was he was there to save them. He he was there to um there's one there's this thing they say is a doctor doesn't come to someone who's healthy. So Jesus didn't come to be with all the Pharisees and the, all the you know the religious leaders of the time. He came to be with the people who needed um needed that redemption yeah and that's why his story is so um impactful still to today is because it's so different to what you'd expect Mm. i mean maybe not for someone who's grown up hearing all it's like it's it's the same thing every week in and out like for you born in church that might be different but that's why there's that's why there's a religion around it Mm. and so many different Christianity, Catholic, yeah, yeah. whatever. Seventh-day Adventists. <laughs> yeah. Mormon. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think I'm they're like completely Mormons different. aren't Jesus, no, are they? No, oh, yeah. right. There's something different there. Yeah. Their but, guy has eight wives. <laughs> but that's that's sort of why, um, yeah, I think that's why people believe that he was the son of God is because the way he lived his life was mm. different and it's... it's um, yeah, people follow me. He said, he said to people, you know, follow me, and they just get up and follow him. You know, leave their whole their life of prosperity or whatever they were doing. You know, fishing, where just leave. They were casting nets in the ocean, and he said, follow me, and they just followed, like no explanation, nothing, just. And then some people didn't follow him. So it was the people he surrounded himself with, the way he interacted with those people, and for that time, you've got to. You can't look at the Bible and not go, okay, that's that's what that time was, and this is, you know, it's all different nowadays. Um, 
if you look at it that way, it's it sort of distorts the way you see it. So, can you explain that? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so the the way like for example like even just a story like where they lowered this guy into this house who was a, a leper or paraplegic or something and Jesus his friends um, the lepers got the lepers friends lowered him into this house where Jesus was and just the sort of house like even I know it's very simple but this type of house you you think you look at your house right now where's the hole in the roof you know yeah, but these people about to put a hole in the roof because it was just sticks and clay was the roof. So you got to look at it in the context of those days. And so in saying that, you know, back in those days, you wouldn't look at, um, you wouldn't necessarily look at people who are begging on the street or who are, um, you know, as I said before, like prostitutes or whatever, you wouldn't look at them and, feel sorry for them they're just sinners and that they're that way because they they have sinned against god and there's not sort of nothing you can do with them but jesus came and he he um healed the sick and he um forgave people for their sins so you gotta sort of look at it through the lens of um you know nowadays you might look at a prostitute and go well that's her job that's the way she makes money. Well, back in those days, it was big no-no sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. I get, okay, so like... you got to look at it through were, the lens of nowadays those Nowadays, you might see someone who's homeless and assume that they're a drug, like they're drug addicted. It's or not whatever. necessarily their fault or right. something, but back in those days, it was different. It's Even, like you, 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 got, you, you sinned and that was your... Like punishment, punishment was to end up in that situation, mm. and um, sort of similar to now in some ways. Some people, yeah. some people might see it that way still. Like they might be, you know, they might be. Oh, they're they're in that position because of because they they drunk their money away, they mm. did drugs, whatever. But a lot of people are <clears throat> getting more sympathetic or empathetic nowadays because we know we understand mental illness better. We understand. You know, situations, circumstances change. So a lot of people are a lot more understanding nowadays, but back then there was no, none of that, you know? Like you'd kill someone for for nothing, you know? For next to nothing. Yeah. So very different to nowadays, so, yeah. Do you think, do you think if Jesus came through now, there'd be the same... Do you reckon they would receive him the same way if he had if he came through to well, the he world wasn't, now? He wasn't well received back then. He was right. received well by by the people who came and um, he hung out with. You know, um, a very polarizing figure of the day. Right. Still, probably pretty polarizing. Maybe not Jesus himself, but what he represents and everything is pretty polarizing today, I guess, as well. Um, but yeah, I think he. I think it would be similar. I think. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like if he came. You know, if he if he was never around, and now all of a sudden this guy appears, and he's like, you pro- you might think of him as a hoax or something. You know, just mm-hmm. like a, you know, he's like, setting it all yeah. up or whatever. But I think he'd probably be polarizing figure today. Like that's that's why they killed him. Like the that's why 
he was crucified was because the religious leaders and the people of the time thought he's going against everything I believe in. He's um, saying all these wild, you know, making all these wild, um, for want of a better word, accusations and, and saying, uh, you know, preaching all this stuff that I just, is crazy to me. It's crazy talk. So they got him killed. And what were, so like, to be honest with you, I don't... Like forgiveness. So, so forgiveness wasn't a very big thing. Right. Um, I don't really understand the way of thinking back then, but I know that one of the big things what he was ta- he taught was how you that you must forgive people for their for for what they do and or for what they do against you. But then he himself would say, "Your sins are forgiven." And the Pharisees, the people, the religious leaders were like. Only God can do that, and you're saying you're God, but you're not God, you're a person. So mm. they got him killed for that. Right. Mm. So, was he. I didn't really ever think. I never really thought about it like that or knew about it that mm. way. Do you. I'm just trying to unpack that. Mm. So, did he. In that time. Where would you go? Were you able to go to a church or something to? There's a temple. Like talk to the like nowadays you go oh, and you to have, ask forgiveness. Yeah, forgiveness. like in in movies you always see in America like that. Forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. Yeah. They give you you know six penance and six Hail Marys. Like I think no, it was you made sacrifices to God. You sacrificed lamb or whatever, and that was. I don't know to to forgive like get forgiveness or whatever, but people didn't think that their lives were riddled with sin. But I guess Jesus also changed the that way of thinking as well. It's like you no know, everything everything that we do, if it's without God, it's oops, that's a <laughs> tricky path to go down. If I um you know like I sin every day. Not necessarily everything, every single thing I do, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stuff up all the time, no matter, no matter how hard I try by myself, can't, can't get along. And so, the reason Jesus came to forgive sins was to, um, to make a way for you to get to heaven, because God will not accept you if you have, if you're sinful. So yeah, you. You'd go and you'd make your sacrifices and you'd live a godly life, you know, you'd put your money in the temple and I don't know what else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you'd, you'd do all that sort of thing, but, um, and that was, for the, that was enough, but it, it wasn't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what how to explain it. But like, but Jesus said, you know, enough with that. I'm the sacrifice now. I'm taking on all the sin of the world. And all you have to do is believe and admit that I came here to do that for you, and you can go to heaven. 
situation. Was he was he not like he wasn't <laughs> asking people for money to do it? No, he didn't ask for money. Um, no, he and that was another thing. Um, Jesus's followers actually thought he was because he he said, "I'm here. I'm bringing the kingdom of God. You know, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm well, I don't know who said it, but he he was gonna be the king." of the Jews and he was going to bring the kingdom of God but Jesus' followers thought that he meant that literally he was going to take the you know he was going to bring an army and get rid of the Romans out of um, Jerusalem? yeah <laughs> out of out of the country yeah. get, get rid of that Roman Empire rule over them and um, but he never did that and so they were sort of when he died, they were like really disappointed. Um, and so three days later, when he appeared to them, um, he taught them some more things, and and those are the people who recount his life and sort of uh, preach that. So yeah, they they spread the word about it. Yeah. The thing you were saying about forgiveness and how it wasn't, it didn't really seem like it was a. It wasn't maybe as as emphasized mm. beforehand. Like something I I've sort of noticed in myself is like the power of forgiveness for yourself, or like the ability to forgive yourself, and mm. like you can still like it seems like a lot of people might feel like they need forgiveness from the like God or that higher power mm. in order to get through with stuff and like I don't really know where I'm trying to go I, I find like the idea that religion gives you is like be a good person and do the right thing as much as you can and have a strong moral code mm. is sort of how I interpret it and if you mess up you've put so much time or you've put your belief in God and he will forgive you for the things you've done where I wonder whether there's as much or more benefit to being able to forgive yourself and not need external forgiveness mm. or whether maybe the forgiveness of God is something that's within you anyway do you know what I'm saying so like when I mess up nowadays if I know I've really fucked something up I'll be really annoyed at myself and upset for what I've caused to someone else feeling wise or whatever it is whatever that consequence is but then the power is only in forgiving myself for it and knowing that it won't happen again or that I'll make better choices next time and if somebody that I've hurt or like whether I meant to or not if somebody's upset with what I did um, it's sort of not up to me anymore because I know that I'm going to be better for it and I can't you I, can't waste your life asking you know asking for forgiveness from other people because some people just don't have it in them no and like I think I, I don't know like I guess I wonder whether it's good that like regardless of religion whether I think some religions are horseshit or not like um 
I think it's better overall to have people that care about doing the right thing, whether it's because they're worried about the consequences down the line or not. Like a lot of people, I want like I wonder how many people do the right thing only because they're worried about what God's going to think, or whether how yeah. many people do it. Like I, I know that if I do positive stuff for myself and for my friends and for my family as much as I can, like what I have in my heart to do to help people, mm-hmm. as long as I do that, I'll feel, I know that it makes me feel good because I know that I'm doing something of service and I'm trying to help people. But it's almost for selfish reasons because I'll feel better, not yeah. because of an end goal of... And like, so what happens one day when it doesn't make you feel good? you then might decide, well, what's the point in doing it? And I get that. I, mm. I get what you're saying. And I don't think it's a bad thing to feel good about doing good things. You know, Definitely. Probably better to do things if you do feel good. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I think, as you say, some people are probably just doing things because they, you know, think, well, I better put money into charity because God, God will give me slap on the wrist if I don't or whatever you know so yeah it's, it's a tricky one like where, where where do you draw that line it was like do I do this because of the way it makes me feel or do I do it because of the way it makes those people feel do I do it out of fear it's like it probably doesn't really matter in the end it probably just matters that you're trying to do good yeah. um, so long as you don't so long as you don't end up destroying something you know, because sometimes it, you might have the best of intentions, but you can still destroy things through that. Um, you know, like we're we're having a good conversation about how um, white people came to Australia. They mm. they could have had the best of intentions for Aboriginal people, giving them you know um, bread and everything, but they still destroyed their culture by bringing disease and even giving them food that they weren't used to is like yeah. destroyed them. So, so long as you can say, okay, what I'm doing here isn't going to help, even though I had really good intentions. And that's what I said before, like throwing money at a, a situation doesn't always help. No. So I think it doesn't matter where it comes from um, in the end, to be honest. As long as you're trying and you're not destroying something at the yeah. same time. You know, That's fair. Not making the situation worse. Yeah. And so that, that requires a lot of research and a lot of uh, hands-on with the, you know, say, for example, if you have a charity, you know, you should go and find out what they do and what, um, what benefit your input's going to be yeah. and everything. So... Um, and that's like everything, everything, like interactions with friends and everything. You shouldn't just do something without getting, um, without looking into it first, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That, I remember that was a big thing back in when those fires were happening mm-hmm. with a lot of the people like donating to Red Cross or whatever yeah. and not people not completely understanding how little of money that gets donated to charities actually goes to the cause. Yeah, because there's a lot of a lot of things that are going to skim off the top of it. Well, there's overheads and yeah. everything. 
and like sometimes there's those there's those CEO there's those times where there's like a charity <laughs> CEO who gets a yacht. Yeah. Um. So Same. that's not great. But like. Yeah. Even even the best non for profits are still gonna have to take money out of a donation to mm -hmm. keep things going. Like they have a job, they have workers, they've got like lighting and bills and utilities and yeah. stuff. Like everybody has that. So. Yeah, I don't know about it. Like. I think. I wonder, I think something I get caught up on then is, is that I, I worry about my reasons for doing good and maybe it's not much of a worry to have, like maybe it shouldn't be something. If you have that desire, I think, you know, if you, if you feel like you want to do good, then you don't have to spend a lot of time questioning it, mm -hmm. um, just put more energy into doing good, you know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's hard because cause it, is, it is a good question. Like, where is that coming from? With, and it, it's a self-reflection that you have, to, you have to... You do have to know, I guess. But you don't have to stress over it either. Mm. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of... We, I can just cut it at different points, but like... Does it feel weird talking in front of the mic? Not really. We don't really think about, about it. I forgot, yeah, you do forget about it. My thing, I'm trying to get, like, I want to get to a point where it doesn't ever feel like an interview with people. Mm, like, I'm just trying to ask questions about shit. Because mm. um, that way, like, it makes me listen more. Like, I barely spoke. Like, I've, sp I've talked. I've definitely talked, but like... I I'm, think you've gotten a lot better. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm getting a lot better at listening yeah. and actually listening to what someone has That's to say. The thing to want to do is self-improve on something that mm. a lot of people don't even know they have a problem with. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... um, I've read it in quote, like in books or something, but like they talk about people, a lot of people... Uh, they they lit I don't remember how they they quoted the, the thing but like a lot of people listen to reply they yeah. don't yeah. listen because they want to hear what the person has to say they've already got a counterpoint just so they can push their the thing they want to say or just hear their own fucking voice which I've been of I've uh, I've done that more times than I could count but sort of that's really relevant to what's going on in the world at the moment I think because people don't want to listen to the other side mm -hmm. at all oh you don't agree with me I'm not listening yeah and they might they might listen in air quotes yeah. got my fingers up <laughs> um, but yeah as you said they listen to reply so yeah it's, that's a really relevant thing and it's good that you want to improve on that yeah, that, that is somewhere that you've I have noticed in the past you, you do talk and that's not a bad thing mm. but the fact that you've, you've recognised it I don't, I don't think I've ever told you you've had a problem with talking because I don't really care but I don't think anyone else has told you you've recognised mm. it yourself Yeah, but and I, you've yeah. gone I want to improve that So I've also, I've also noticed from people like a lot of people talk sometimes about things and 
uh, like I'll, I'll, I'll go to these breakfasts, these business mm. meetings and business things and a lot of the time I'm trying to learn from someone who's from a different industry. Like I've been sitting down and talking to a couple of people from like accounting and finance stuff about investing and where you could yeah. think about putting your money now so you have different sources of income when you're 50 or whatever. Yeah. Like just to sort of... Um, like do things now to sort of push put yourself in a better financial position later yeah. so if you lose your job or something you're not fucked um but i noticed talking to a lot of those people like a lot of them are just full of shit like like you talk to some people and 80 percent of what they have to say is fluff like mm. it's just it's not it's nothing there's no substance there's nothing that's actually going to help you they're just sort of and I'm guilty of this too when I talk about certain topics is you're just repeating something you heard somewhere else mm-hmm. and and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's not a bad thing because like, you can agree and it's just easier to repeat something when you agree with it but yeah. like you should I, try and source it yeah you should say I got this from a book yeah yeah even that's not it's not my original thought yeah mm, yeah and like also it's not just that also is that I would like to, this is just as something I want to be better at, just for myself, is I would rather talk less, so then when I do say something, people I'm around might actually care about what I have to say. Like, I think it matters to, like, it matters to me, like, if I'm, if I'm just with friends and we're all just talking shit and having a beer or something, I don't really care, but if I'm... Um, if I'm in I would rather be someone like absorbing as much information as I could about something and talking less and listening more like I just think it's a bit more I think it's going to help me more than hinder me to, to be a little less talkative and a little more like active in listening and stuff but I don't know but just when you said that reminded me of um, of a quote I think it's a proverb from well there was one I just looked up and there was an Ethiopian proverb but there's Proverbs 12, 15 I'm just going to read it before Is I read it before from the Bible? The, I think it's from the Bible yep. did you say Ethiopian? there's an e- uh, when I when I looked it up there was a set an Ethiopian proverb but I'm just um, looking at the Bible okay. So, um, yeah, Proverbs 12, verse 15 is, um, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. So, it's sort of saying like... Can you send that to me? I can send that to you. Yeah. I'll just screenshot it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So, the name of this podcast is called The Smallest Fish in the Room. Right. And it's... It sounds silly because there's like, <laughs> why is there a fish in a room? Like, it's gonna fucking die. But the idea of it was when I used to work in the, for that maintenance company, the advertising mob. Yeah. My trainer was this little Greek guy called Manny, who's um like middle mid sixties, um, smoked cigarettes like chain smoked cigarettes all the time. Yeah. He was a Greek guy from like 
the Greek neighbourhood of Melbourne outside of the city called Oakdale or Oakdale or something like that. But he said to me once when I was training with him, he said, you always want to be the smallest fish in the room. And I remember I said to him, you know that's not the same, right? Because it's not. It's supposed to be something about the small fish in the big bowl or the small fish among big fish or whatever it is. Right. But he said it. And, but what he meant, he, he obviously didn't mean that as the phrase. He fucked it up. But what he meant about it was that you want to go into any situation humble enough to want to learn from everybody in the room. So, like, the idea of it is that if I can get this podcast to grow to a point where I can sit down and talk to people from any walk of life or uh, really um, an expert or a really um, experienced in something or know a lot about a subject and I just want to be a sponge to that to sort of learn as much as I can and stuff and, like, never be too... I think a lot of people, me included, you think that once you finish high school, that's sort of the end of learning. Mm. Like you're done after that, you don't need to learn anything it's more. Easy, it's easy to believe that. Yeah. I thought that for a long time yeah. as well, so it was so easy going, oh, well, don't yeah. want to learn anything else. Yeah. And I, I would much rather try and just. I, and I want to put more time into it because I think I'm, I'm still... There. Like, obviously, it's self-critique, so it's, it's always going to be there, but I, I could learn more. Like, I, I just want to learn. Like, I would rather just know lots of things or, un- or at least hear about lots of things and learn di- different perspectives mm. and why people have those perspectives because it might help me improve or shape how I am as well. Yeah. Um, I think... You know, and I'm not. I'm not saying you. You think that experts are the be all, all and end all. I don't. I know you don't think that. But, yeah. Um, when you said experts, I actually also thought you can learn a lot off kids, even like people who you least expect right. to know something more than you or different. They are sometimes the best people that you can learn something off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. I um, am a youth leader and, with, and you know, I learned heaps off these kids just from hanging around, like we yeah, kick a ball around or whatever and they're just running around, but then they'll come and we'll have a chat or something and they'll just spout off something like, I never knew that. So um, I think you'll go far if you do have that attitude of, I'm, com- I'm coming into this space, I'm coming into this conversation. Every time, every conversation, you, if you're hum- more humble um, and ready to learn, then that's like the best attitude you can mm. have for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and a good and bad thing about kids is that they're just honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like our, um, our next door, um, mum and dad's next door neighbour. Yeah is a family with three kids mm-hmm. and the youngest is a boy, the other two, the older two are girls. The youngest is probably five or six. Right. And just from how I grew up being like, I only had my older sister and then she went away for university. 
and I remember I remember even being a really young kid and wanting a brother, yeah. like an older brother, to sort of just know what to do. Because not, not in a bad way, but when Dad was in the public service, he was away quite a lot. Yeah. Um, it, we were talking about it recently, and he was saying, like, um, for like a year or two when I was eight or nine, he was away Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. completely away. He'd be in Sydney or Canberra working. So, like, I just didn't really have a, a male figure around much mm. for a lot of the developing years, I guess. So, um, so I can sort of understand why this kid, this kid next door to, to me when I was living there, um, would want to hang out and would ask the parents if I, we could, like, kick a ball or something. And because we're in COVID at the moment, we weren't really, like, the mum... I, I was okay with, like, sitting, like, uh, um, I wasn't against, like hanging with this kid on the front lawn and just kicking a ball yeah. just for him to have something to do because like I, c- I remember I would hang out with my sister's friends and just be I just wanted to hang out with them but they mm. wanted to do stuff that I wasn't really into doing like yeah. Barbies or whatever the fuck so yeah. it was quite shitty yeah. and this kid oh, it's taken me ages to get to the story the end of the <laughs> story sorry about that but like this kid um, kept asking his dad to uh, whether he could come over and have a f- like help us build a fire and do a fire pit, yeah. and I said to Chris, uh, the guy, I, know, the, I said to the dad, like if he ever wants to come over, like and you want to come by as well, we'll just build a fire pit, and if not, like if you're okay with it, I don't care, and my parents are alright with it, he can come to the backyard, and like he's a next door neighbour, like yeah. they've known us for ages, I didn't think it'd be a weird thing to do, mm. and. Um, didn't hear anything about it like Chris said oh it's all good we'll, we'll see about it later I'll let you know and then a couple of days went by and this this little kid will come to the um the little kid will come to the fence when I'm there like yeah. building a fire and would be saying hi to me through the fence like talking to me yeah. and we'll have a little conversation through a fence and this kid's five or six and he'll go and then one time he said like my mum doesn't want me to hang out with you and I was just <laughs> like and I was like oh okay and it's just that brutal honesty. You're yeah. sort of not like, if if my mum didn't want me to see somebody and I'm my age, I would probably find a way to sort of um, yeah. navigate it to yeah. not be. And and the the honesty thing is sort of it's good to it's not great always to be brutally honest, but I I do really resonate with just being honest, like. I think a lot of people know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how long you've known that for, yeah. but a lot of people have known like, that. Like I, re- I remember when uh, I remember getting in shit when we were we were fourteen, yep. and we were, we were at um we were in Toronto for a party, right? Yeah. And there was a kid <laughs> at that. There was a guy at that party that I didn't like. I didn't think he was a nice person. I didn't think he was a nice friend, and I let that. I let everyone know that, including him at the party. And like I think, I think we were talking about him before actually. Yeah, might have and like um no, this is the guy that used to live uh, near the school. Yeah. Oh right, okay, yeah. So he um but like I think sometimes when I was younger I reckon I I think it's it's fair to say and I accept this, like I think I've thought about it a lot is Sometimes I like being honest and disagreeable about stuff because it causes a bit of tension. Like sometimes it's because I like stirring the pot. Um, so I've tried not to do it as much. Um, 
but if if a conversation turned to something that I didn't agree on or that I thought was like wrong I don't think it's unhealthy to want to have a discussion about it and maybe feed, like pick someone's brain about why they think that thing's wrong or yeah. different so but yeah like I think it's a like again it comes back to how like living with yourself and like I try and do stuff to learn about I, I try to learn about things to be better but it's it's become because I want to do it for myself it's not because I want to have some sort of I don't want it to achieve some sort of external thing because a lot of the time people either don't give a fuck or I think it's I just not, like it's I just it's don't not think it's healthy. To, it's not. It's not. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's probably probably proven things. It's not good to seek external mm. um, like validation. Validation. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a lot. What one of my um, I was sort of the reason why I don't want people knowing who I am on this mm. is because. One, because if anyone listens to it good, like, I think I've got four listeners, including, like, my, pa- my parents, so I don't really give a fuck. But, like, this is something that I'm going to do for fun. But if it ever became a big famous thing, I wouldn't want to, like, walk into Coles or Woolies and people know who I am and want to talk to me. Like, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like... Well, you're not doing it for the fame, so... No, no. And... The, the only t- like I've experienced small amounts of people being interested in who the fuck I was when I did gigs like when I played music and it made me really uncomfortable because like this would this is different because I'm talking about my life and stuff but when you're when you're playing music at a pub or whatever people just like you because you've got a talent that they might not have or you're good at something they're not good at and they they only value you because of that and it's fucking it just fits it it just seems weird to me um because i I don't know it's just it's just creepy to me like it just seems weird some people revel in the in the fame Um, yeah i remember uh i went to see isaac butterfield at a show Mm -hmm. and um we were, the show had finished and you know, he was signing shirts and stuff and um, my partner said let's go get a shirt signed and I was like oh like, let's go and meet him let's you know go and say hello I was like because oh. I watch a lot of him on YouTube and I'm pretty pretty into him um, but like I was like no I just I don't I don't find um, idolising someone I don't think that's healthy. And I'm not saying, like, if I got my shirt signed or whatever from him, that would have been idolising him. But just doesn't even interest me at all. Mm. Plus, the line was huge and I just couldn't be bothered waiting there. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to go home. <laughs> but, like, and we, we'd had a bit to drink as well. Right. Like, they had drinks at the show, so that was, yeah. that was helpful. Uh, but I, I find it's really, it is really unhealthy to go... Um, to latch onto someone that you don't even know, and you know, f- 
and idolize them and follow every single thing they do. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know where exactly I was going with that, but as you were saying, it's sort of the opposite side of it is like, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be bothered by everyone. And you, it's, it's, as you said, it's creepy. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it can go both ways. It's like, yeah. he probably loves the attention. Yeah. <laughs> knows, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I saw there's a, there was a UFC fighter called Mark Hunt. He's like this. Yeah. He's a, He's got. He's built like a fucking tree trunk. He's this Samoan guy, and he's he's got a really really cool history in fighting. Like he's been. He was a really good kickboxer in the early two thousands. Might have even been the late nineties, and he's in his forties now. Right. And this guy would like. He had all these really crazy walk off knockouts in the UFC, right. where he would hit a guy with one punch, and they would just like if a guy falls to the ground and doesn't sort of stop himself yeah. as he's going because he's just out yeah, cold. Yeah, they, they like the Mark would just hit a guy and then walk off and yeah. he wouldn't get and he would just be like, yeah, if I can do it. Like, <laughs> and he was really famous. He, he still is pretty well known in mm-hmm. fighting circles and he will like fight fans and he was at... Um, oh really? He fights fans? I'm oh, sorry, sorry, as in among fight fans. Oh, that's yeah, right. He doesn't fight mean. fans. Sorry, no, no. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's not great. No, he, um, but like, he's, I think he's from like Western Sydney. Okay. As, uh, originally, but he, he's been fighting for a long time and he was, um, he was at, uh, who was it? He was at Surf House yeah. in Merriweather getting a coffee. Yeah. It was probably like two weeks after COVID started getting bad. Yeah. And I was there with dad and he rocked up, ordered a coffee and was sitting down on a bench mm. and a guy was walking along the, the strip there for exercise or whatever with his girlfriend and saw the guy and just went, hey Mark, could I get a photo? And he was like, oh yeah, man. And he came over, he puts his arm around Mark and does the fist like he fights as well. Mm-hmm. And Mark Hunt just sort of like looks, at, like looks at the camera, like sort of smiles. Mm-hmm. And then the guy goes, cheers, man, and just walks off. And that's the whole interaction. Yeah. And it's so that they can It doesn't can seem say, like I met him. And yeah. it's like, what the fuck does it matter? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't seem... To me, it's a waste of energy. It wasted your energy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Wasting I, their energy, wasting your own energy. Yeah, and I just don't... It doesn't seem like a... It doesn't seem like an authentic interaction. It just seems like... Mm. I'm just getting a photo with you so I can put it on my Instagram and make me feel good. And... You didn't say, like, you didn't say, hey, man, like, like, this guy, he's actually in a lawsuit at the moment with the UFC because he's arguing that they signed him to do a fight with a guy who they knew was doing steroids. Uh, um, and because of the short notice of the fight and they knew that if they made this fight, it would make lots of money for a pay-per-view that they wanted to be successful, yeah. they just let him do the steroids. Right. So this, you know Brock Lesnar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this guy was supposed to fight. Mark was going to fight Brock Lesnar on like two months' notice, Jeez. and they do testing, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to have at least six months of testing before a guy takes a fight. Okay. In 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 uh, prior to the fight happening, there has to be six months of clean tests, yeah. and they gave him a waiver that said because he's taking this short notice and he hasn't been tested in the last six months, we're going to test him from like two months away or a month away. Right. And like, 
his test blew up the tube, you know what I mean? Like, this guy's fucking huge. And there's nothing wrong with doing steroids, but in that fight, he wasn't supposed to be on anything, and he was. Mm. And he beat the shit out of Mark. Mm. And Mark Hunt has sued the UFC since to say, you knew that he was on shit, and there should have been better testing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not exactly sure what he wants to get out of it, apart from maybe some money. Mm. But, like... I think, like, if you if you came up to the guy and said, oh, hey, man, like, I really support you for what you're doing in this lawsuit, or, it, like, maybe the interaction would be nicer in my eyes if you were actually... If you had some substance to yeah. the, the conversation. Because it just seems really shit. Yeah. It just seems like something you want to do uh, for yourself. Yeah, so... In a, in a way that sort of... You're doing something maybe... You're doing something selfish to maybe get some external stuff from it. And everyone's guilty of it. Like, to an extent, like back in the day, I would make Facebook posts and then be seeing who liked it. And, like, you weren't always saying something that you actually believed really, really oh, well. That shits me off these days. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I don't have it anymore. Like, I've just gotten off yeah. of Facebook. Um, but, Instagram's one that I still have issues with day, like some days where I will check who's liked it and how many is liked it and just to sort of give myself a little bit of a like a boost in happiness or something and it's just not it's not fucking healthy yeah. like and that's the thing is um, I don't really know where I was going with that that was a huge tangent but like I, I'm just I noticed how much of my life has been about making other people accept who I was mm. and that sometimes meant changing who I was just mm. to get that yeah, and it's not and I think a lot of people go through it in high school because right. you're trying to figure out who you want to be yeah. and it's Absolutely. not always what it's you don't usually you don't usually figure out who that is in high school. Yeah. I think you you just find something that's sort of like what you want to be, and you met like latch yeah. onto it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, I, th I think it's funny because you say that the first day I ever met you or saw you, um, I was with a few mates from band camp. At school, it was, the first, it was orientation day or something. We we sat around that big near the binny and the and the big tree. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and everyone was saying your name, calling out, oh, you oh, come in, you go in, and hang out with me. Mm -hmm. And me and oh, I can't even remember who it was. Yeah, I think it was someone. Anyway, not naming names. Yeah, so that's all right. euphonium guy. Nah, does no, he play? No, no trombone. Oh. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, he, uh, we were like, oh, he's popular. We've got to go hang out with him. So it was funny, like, how you see yourself as you were trying to fit in, but, like, um, yeah, like, you must have either been doing something right to fit in, you know, mm. or you didn't realise that you were actually fitting in without trying. Mm. Um, and that's, that's, that's what torture of school isn't it <laughs> it does that to you like you you don't 
see everything, you see it from like one perspective and everything else is just shit fight. Yeah. So. School's a weird one. And something I noticed too is how just because people are adults, like they're just, like in school, I even noticed that the teachers would have cliques. Oh, yeah. And like certain teachers from science didn't like certain teachers from history or some of the history teachers didn't like other teachers yeah. from history. And it's like no matter what your age is or whatever, like, and I think it's sort of fun. It's it sort of brings it back to what we we're saying about different types of religion. Yeah. No matter what it is, people find a way to separate into teams. Yep. And I wonder, it's not good or bad that we do that. Mm. It's just what we do. Yeah. Like, uh, um, my friend Dante has a, I think he has a Nissan Patrol. I think yeah. that's the name of the car. Yeah. And people that drive patrols have a thing against people that drive fucking Toyota Hiluxes. Yeah. And people that have... Why you want to Hilux? No, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but like, <laughs> and then people that yeah. have... Is it a, uh, a Toyota Troop Carrier? Yeah. Don't like people that have Hiluxes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, but all those people would probably get along like a house on fire because they love to fish and four-wheel drive and mm. surf and find cool places on a beach somewhere. That's like, right. If they can just put that difference aside, they'll yeah. actually get along. But, yeah. so like, even within a couple of religions that all believe in God. Yeah. And it's a, it's a joke they use in uh, The Life of Brian. Yeah, yeah. Where they go, like, we'll worship the sandal, and no, nah, we're going to worship the, sh the, the hat. Yeah. It's like, people just find ways to be separate. Yeah. It's, um... And I guess I'm doing it too because I, I like separating myself from people that use Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> everyone does it. But... No. I couldn't say it's unhealthy because everyone does it. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you won't ever find... I don't, I don't think you'll ever find someone who's willing to go along with everything. Um, no matter sort of what background they have or... Mm. You gotta be a really open person for that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I thought of a good one is uh, Apple and Android. People who have Apple hate Android, vice mm. versa. And it's just because it's something unknown. Mm. Um, you know, like I don't know how to use an Apple phone, so I won't use one. I don't necessarily think people who use Apple are stupid, but you do hear that a lot, you know, you hear that sort of. Yeah. banter all the time and right. it's just a stupid little thing yeah playstation and xbox everyone who plays them loves video games right but people who play xbox they yeah, yeah, yeah. play playstation was console and computer like oh yeah like pc or yeah whatever. P yeah yeah so you know no you matter what it is no matter you always find there's always someone or you know a group of people that will not want to get along with another group yeah. Even, no matter how close they um, enjoy doing the same thing or you know, whatever. Yeah. Because that's what people do, they just separate into groups. Yeah. Together. There was, um, I think something on, it's probably, it's, it's just sort of natural, I guess, mm -hmm. for people to do it. But yeah. 
It's still fucking annoying sometimes. It's, it sucks because you think, well, we could get on, we could get on so well if you think the way I thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like everybody says that. It's it's never it's never trying to meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's always well, you have to compromise. It's never the other way. No. That's something I remember my dad would always say. That was like, if everybody got, if everybody thought the same, the world would be pretty boring. Yeah, that's right. And that's probably true. Mm. Like, if if people didn't think differently, there'd be a lot of stuff that we might not have in the world. Mm. Um, Good and bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. It'd be so neutral. Yeah. yeah and that's that's another thing. Like people say, well, why why does God let? sin exists or why does God let bad things happen Just, and I mean natural disasters is a different kind of eggs all together but people murdering or raping or whatever it's because there's there's free will because he gave people free will to decide whether they're going to you know be bad or good yeah. as you said it would be pretty boring without and, and that was, so it was the beginning of free will when Eve... It was, they, they had free will. Before that. Before, that's why they could sin. Oh. That's why she could take the apple. He said, there was, there's the one rule, don't eat the apple. Because they wouldn't have, they, I don't know if this is me talking out of my head or not, <laughs> um, but like they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have committed any sin because the only sin there was, like there was was to eat that apple because they themselves didn't have sin in them so they wouldn't have gone around killing each other or whatever there was there was that that didn't exist mm. supposedly mm. um they couldn't have but as soon as they took the apple they disobeyed that's the that's the big issue is they disobeyed what what god had said was that was is the idea that, that that apple was sort of symbolic of the sin. It, could it wasn't be. like I don't it could know. have just been a fucking apple. It, who knows? He just said, yeah, he yeah. Just said don't so, eat the apple. Supposedly it's the apple of, uh, it was the fruit of good and evil. So it was like, they, you know, it could have been some sort of a magical apple that gave them knowledge of, of good and evil. Mm. But before that, everything was good. So. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think they had the free will to do that or not. So we've always, always had free will. Yeah. But, as you said, it would be pretty boring if we didn't have free will. Yeah. I think, yeah, I I think it's a weird one, like, I don't actually know what I was about to say. (laughs) It is a weird one. Yeah. Listeners on 180.0. Yeah. Chubbs FM. Who do you, did you say Chubbs FM? You fuck. <laughs> what would your um? I think, is that us? We're chubby or? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like half chub, like a dick. Did you um? Is it still going? Yeah, I'll keep okay. going. I don't really care. Um, this is the fun part. <laughs> did you? If you could have someone that you could like interview. Me. Yeah. Absolutely. Like. 
anyone in the world. Anyone. Like a famous person. Yeah. Or just anyone. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really one for interviewing. I don't know. Like you, you say a lot about you want to learn and stuff, but I don't know. I'm pretty content. <laughs> I don't know. I do like learning, but I, I guess I don't. I don't learn the same way as you do. So yeah, I don't know. Who do I like to interview? We have to think about that. Okay. Why do you ask? Because if it was someone that was sort of like, I think, Local. yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it'd be interesting to know, like, depending on what people say is their answer, it sort of gives you an idea of what they're trying to understand as well. Mm. Like, yeah. a lot of people, there's, it's terrible to say, but like a lot of people I've asked say Hitler. Yeah. A lot of people. And like, like, why did you do it? Yeah. Well, like, I think. That'd be an interesting yeah. one, for sure. I've, I've, heard, I've heard a couple of people say this on podcasts that I've listened to, where they talk about, it's it's always to do with acting, right? So they talk about, in an acting class, yep. if you had to play Hitler for a role, yeah. how would you do it? Yep. And how would you approach it? And this acting teacher that he gets quoted as saying is like, you have to think of it that Hitler thought he was doing the right thing for his people. Yep. Because that could be the case like he could have done what he did because he thought it was the right thing to do for the success of Germany Mm. right and I know what he did was Uh, is was abysmal a lot of people everybody (laughs) most people thankfully agree yeah yeah you haven't met my aunt but like no but like um, (laughs) but so um when I, I think it's like they, they talk about like good people you need to be able you need to be a good person who understands how you could be evil mm-hmm. right so like something I'll keep going the, something I um, have you seen the Joker mm-hmm. so the Joker was really good for me to watch because it helped me understand when um it helped me sort of understand how some people become what they are mm. and that you're a product of your upbringing and the things that happen to you mm. and it's not always that you're born bad and like when I was living in Vancouver, you saw so many homeless people who were drug addicted and living in tents on the street and they're overdosing on the street and being picked up and taken to hospital and you'd see them there a week later and they've still got their, their medical robe on oh, with their strap because they've just up their left. Cold, is it? Yeah, but they're fucked up, like yeah. they don't care. Yeah. And Jeez. you just assume that that person has always been a fuck up will always be a fuck up and doesn't really isn't a person mm. they're just it's easy to they're think they're just a thing like and um i think that that movie helped me understand how if enough things go wrong and enough things make you feel like no one cares about you mm. you just abandon, you can abandon seeing the good in people 
because enough people have been bad to you that you just decide like I've had so much good in my life and so many people have tried to do good by me and do the right thing for me to put me in the position I am in now but if enough of those people tried to fuck me over like the overall my overall life and experience with human beings has been positive there's been some negative humans in my life that have tried to fuck me around but that isn't the majority has been positive so I know that the I believe that the most people are good but when you've been fucked over enough you don't believe that you believe that most people are out to get you and then you'll make choices accordingly so like can even just be one bad day yeah yeah well, that's what they say in the killing joke, isn't it? That comic, like oh, all it took for like the Joker says, like all it all it takes is one bad day, and you could be me. Yeah. Um, if enough things go wrong consecutively, you're just gonna go fuck this. Yeah, and I think everyone's probably got a different limit on that yeah. as well. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, mm. I think it's important for people to understand how someone can be bad. And think they're doing it, that they're okay for doing it that way, I guess. Because it's not black and white where there's just good and bad. Like, it's really, really, really... As soon as you add human to the mix, there's no black and white. No. (laughs) I mean, mean, current events aside. (laughs) Exactly. But I get that. I think, yeah, human morals are never black and white. Like, you can say... I'm, com- I'm going to come back to the first example I had was murder, right? It's never okay to murder someone. But what if that person murdered heaps of people? Yeah. Is it okay to murder them? Mm. To prevent them from murdering someone? Is it murder still? Is it just killing them? Is it, is it just preventing other murders? You, yeah, yeah. So there's never... Like you, are, you're you right. doing a, are you doing a bad thing yep. for the good of many? Yeah. So, and I mean, those many. Who are those many? Like they yeah. could be. You don't know. Yeah. So, it's um. Yeah, it's never ever black and white. Yeah, I think about that with um, like obviously I'm still gonna eat meat regardless because it's what I want to do. Yeah. But when you get when people tell talk to me about I have uh, I eat ethically raised chicken mm. or ethically raised beef. And the way we kill the animal is ethical. To me, I understand that there's a difference between, like, shocking the animal Mm. and then killing it and it doesn't feel a thing because it's shocked and it's, like, out of it. There's a difference between that and, like, clubbing it to death with a baseball (laughs) bat. You know what I mean? Like, Like, there was a huge thing about live exports... Yeah. In the in the in the news years ago, where these animals from Australia were shipped to Asia, and in Asia, some of their um, abattoir practices aren't favourable to us, and there was video that came out about how they were killing some of the cows, yeah. and they're just smashing the shit out of it with a club or something yeah. to kill Cause, it because they've probably got nothing else they can afford, and so can't afford it it, it, it brought up yeah and so like it brought up the conversation <laughs> yeah. of like ethically killing an animal that we're going to eat and like i guess 
to me it just seemed like a bit of a weird conversation it's like we want to kill this thing ethically you're still fucking killing it yeah so like it's not this black and white thing where because like if you said to me damo i'm gonna kill you tonight but don't worry it'll be ethical yeah i don't think i'm I'm not sure i really care like i don't really care that you're gonna the way i don't care the the method of you killing me the fact that you're gonna kill me fucks me up a little bit so it's just a weird Mm. it's weird when people get a weird conversation to have around that yeah and i don't know what the answer is like i don't know like no matter what something's gonna like things have to die for other things to live that's just how to me that's how the world works that's life yeah and so yeah yeah i don't know yeah (sighs) i reckon we wrap it up coffee i'll have some coffee and uh we'll just do something else do something else Yep. Uh, well, thanks for listening to 2.0. What? What are you talking about? I'm just wrapping it up. Oh, like talking to the like a radio the DJ. Tune in next time for when we interview Hitler. Hitler's <laughs> <laughs> <was> dead corpse. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> So, uh, Hitler, thanks for joining us. How are you going? <laughs> no, 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 there's just silence. <laughs> so, uh, oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why did you kill Yeah, so <laughs> how's, the, how's the family? How's the wife? Just dead, dead air. Well. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I, that you asked a question. Who would I interview? Mm. Um, I was thinking, I don't know why. My first, my first thought was like Julius Caesar. Right. Um, was he the guy that thought he was a god? He like cut himself and was like, "Oh, I bleed, and that's red," because he thought he was oh, like. I don't think so. That okay. was, I think there was someone else, but it could have been. I can't remember. Mm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It's not gold or whatever. Mm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that would be pretty cool. Um. Because I just I learned about him in school and it was interesting. But then I thought, you know, who'd be good? My history teacher. Could I name the, the last name? Uh, Mr. P? Was he started with P? Yeah. 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 I reckon he'd be someone good to get on. I don't know if I'd be able right. to interview him, but I reckon he'd be... Interesting to talk to. I think not, I have him about, on Facebook. I might not about that. history. Like, could be about anything, because he's just a really good dude. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. I might talk to him. I might get in touch with him. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad one. I'm talking to, um, I'm going to meet up with uh, this lady. Uh, Dante's mum mm-hmm. is a naturopath. Okay. And so she does like really old school, um, not old school, but like the way she's basically like does, she's not a doctor, I don't think, mm-hmm. but she's she treats medical issues with like herbal mixtures and tinctures and stuff. So it's like, the the more basic less produced or um um processed version of like a drug like a pill Mm. that a doctor might prescribe Mm. so um i'm gonna talk to her soon about like why she got into it um and the sorts of because i i said to her when i i went and saw her to get a like a herbal mixture made 
and she had said like I I sort of approached it thinking it's a bit hippy dippy and I told her that like it seems hippy dippy to me and I'd like to learn more about it so I don't have the bias of it because I was skeptical of it probably to a point that it was a bit wait a bit too flippant but I want to talk to her because like she's had that come she's run that business for about 25 years successfully in the junction and um a lot of what she teaches or what she believes about ways to like look after your health Mm. are based around like just nutritional stuff and like using natural plants and herbs and things to improve your sleep and all that stuff and it's 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 just sort of parallel to how we think of western medicine now and she's always dealt with people from western medicine shitting on her and saying that her shit's like it's bullshit but there's not actually it's a lot more based in science than you think it is yeah so it's going to be interesting to talk to her well i mean that where does medicine come from it comes from plants and, yeah and yeah all that sort of thing so mm-hmm. you know be interesting it's going to be cool i'll, I'll video, talk to her sometime yeah i should show you that it's, really, it's like na- nature versus um progress Okay. And Rick and Morty. It's always good. Any, anything with Rick and Morty, I'm happy with. Rick and Morty. We'll, um, we'll wrap it here and uh, you show me the video. And, talk um, to you guys next time. Thanks yeah, for mate. listening.